Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus um, on Albany. Go ahead. All right, I'm going to get Mark in just a minute. Hold on. Okay. Uh, my guest today, uh, my guest today at Focus on Albany is Mark Juan, and he's from the Regional Food Bank, and he's going to talk about the need for the food bank and the greater capital district and and uh talk about how much um hello how how bad. hi mark thank you for taking the call we're hi, on the you. air uh so you're mark one and you are what's your position with the regional food bank i'm the executive director the executive director of the regional food bank and uh, with so many people losing their jobs temporarily and maybe some permanently that might have to look for new jobs, um, I thought I'd give you a call and see if you want to do a show about the need in the Capital District for the Regional Food Bank. So you must have seen an uptick in uh, clientele over the past few weeks, haven't you? Yes. Very much so. So um, tell us a little bit about what you see and what the need is. Sure. there's. It's really across the board. Our food bank serves a large geographic region in eastern New York, uh, covers 23 counties from the Canadian border down to the New Jersey border in the south. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of different agencies. So we have many food pantries that serve people in those communities throughout those 23 counties. They do that on Mm -hmm. a regular basis. And what most of them are seeing is a very large increase in the number of people turning to them for help. So they're used to dealing with a certain level of people, certain number of people coming in, but that has surged in some cases probably close to doubled it's just way up from what it was because there's so many people out of work, kids at home, mm-hmm. eating more food. Uh, so it's it's put more of a burden on a lot of families, obviously. So their numbers mm-hmm. are going up, and so their orders, the orders they place through us, are up significantly. So to give you an example, we uh, we have di- we have specific runs of deliveries we that that we make and we meet agencies in central locations away from from us and then uh, we distribute in that way off the back of our truck uh-huh. on on one of these deliveries down south just south of Kingston normally they that run has 35 to 40,000 pounds soon after the things got shut down and and life changed for so many people that particular delivery went up to 102,000 pounds. So it was two and a half times its normal amount. So our agencies are ordering more. We've had a number of different uh, either government agencies or other organizations in different communities contact us to, to let us know that obviously people in their community are are really struggling right now, and is there anything we can do to help? So we've put together with them special distributions of food. So we put together a truckload of food, we send it off to them, and they, they make arrangements to distribute that. We've had lots of requests, and the fact 
those numbers are growing from seniors, senior sites. So mostly like apartment complexes and senior living facilities. With a lot of seniors, they can't leave their home or they're afraid to leave their apartments mm-hmm. to go shopping. So they're, they're homebound and no way to get food in. So they're in an especially difficult situation right now. And we are doing lots of deliveries to senior sites. We've been able to keep our backpack program, which provides food for children on weekends during the school year, to keep those, even though school's not open, most of those backpack programs are still functioning and they're doing deliveries to people in their homes. Uh, We also had some special distributions we set up through friends that we have in the restaurant industry because restaurant workers have been especially hard hit in doing special distributions to get food to those workers while they're unemployed right now. So it's really been across the board, and, and we're in the process of setting up more special distributions right now to move more of the perishable food that we have, produce and things like that, that we have coming in that uh, will be of real benefit to people. So it's been across the board through most of our 23 counties. We've seen a need for additional food assistance, and we've been trying our best to respond and accommodate every request we receive. Um, It happened so quickly. Um, because I was out the bed on March 8th, and then soon after that, things, uh, places started closing, then all the restaurants closed, all the theaters closed. So it, it happened fast. So since I'm sure that you're, um, the, the people that need food have you know increased substantially since then, how have you been keeping up with the demand? Well, it's it's been a challenge. It's It's been a lot of work <clears throat> for our warehouse staff and for other members of our team. Mm-hmm. But we uh, that that's what we're here for. So we take that as our <clears throat> our obligation to provide service in a disaster. We're we're here to provide extra assistance. It's just. Who would have ever anticipated you'd have a disaster that would cover a whole 23, not only 23 county service area that's ours, but the whole country. So it's an extremely unusual situation that has challenged, I think, everybody. And I know we're not alone in saying that it, it has been a challenge to respond. But I think we have, and I think most food banks in the country, have found ways to respond in a very effective manner. So we the other thing is we don't know how long this is going to go on. That's a great right. unknown. So our right. inventory continues to be okay, but at some point in time we're concerned that it's going to be we're going to be running low on product. We're okay right now. But mm-hmm. that's a concern of ours and you know came up in <clears throat> a meeting among our directors today like what do we do and it's an answer I can't give because I don't know. We just have to keep kind of taking a day at a time and responding to the requests we receive, and we'll just continue to do that. Now, do you work physically at the food bank? Do I work at the food bank? I mean, uh, do you go there every day? Oh, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Yes, I do. Okay. So uh, 
it, it's a challenge because, you know, they want as many people to stay home as possible, but you're offering something that's vitally needed and that's and well, we're food. yeah we're considered an essential operation, so okay. we we're we're exempt from any shutdown requirements. In fact, I I think we'd be in trouble if we even considered shutting down. We're here. We have to be like healthcare workers saying, well, we're going to close the hospitals right now. That that can't happen. We have to be here when there's a crisis, and we're going to be here. So that's what that's what we're doing. So. Your your jurisdiction covers the entire capital district, right? Yes. And you go south, you said? Yep, we go south all the way to Rockland County, Orange County, Delaware, the border down there, that the border with New Jersey and Pennsylvania. So everything on the eastern part of the state, north to south, except Westchester mm-hmm. County, New York City, and Long Island. There are different food banks that handle those regions. I'm sure that the food bank in New York City must really be overburdened at this point, right? Yeah, well, I haven't been in too much communication with them, but they they have additional challenges down there. Well, and what might the additional challenges be that you we're not you're not facing up here? Well, the the uh, coronavirus is so widespread in New York City that mm-hmm. more people are staying in. You have to take even more precautions. Not that we're people aren't taking precautions up here, but even more precautions for the distribution of food. I heard today, I don't know if it's accurate, so I want to be careful about that, but I heard that maybe it was like half... Maybe it was a third, maybe a half, I don't remember exactly, of the food pantries that, that one of the food banks serves are closed. Now, that's a big problem no. because you have people who need help, and then the agencies that provide that help are not open. That's a that's a problem, and it's going to put additional burden on those that are open. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's just – there are so yeah. many unknowns it right. it makes it it makes it difficult makes it difficult to plan and to operate but again that's what we're called to do that's why we're in existence mm-hmm. we deal with a day-to-day emergency if you will in people's lives of not having enough food and that's bad enough but when a disaster hits a crisis hits we have to be there in a special way during those times and and uh, the demands just go up so right so, now it's unprecedented. So for people who do need food and they want to get food from the regional food bank, how can they do so? Well, they would not get food directly from us because we don't serve individuals directly. We would, okay. If somebody contacted us, we would, through our website, we would direct them to a food pantry that is near where they live. And... So they can just go to our website, put in their zip code, and it would give a whole list of food pantries in their area, and then they can access those. In addition, there are special distributions that are being set up in different communities, although those are not as not as much on a regular schedule, most of them, as of, of food pantries days and hours will be. 
but we okay. would direct people to resources in their community. Again, we're 23 counties, so right. someone could call us from Plattsburgh up north, and mm-hmm. we still would direct them to the food pantries in their area. So how would a person who is in need of food uh, find out where the food pantries are? Just as I said, they would go to our website, and okay. they would put in their they put in their zip code, and then okay. uh, our website is regionalfoodbank.net. When you go mm-hmm. there, you just there's a tab that says Find Food. If they click on that tab, it will bring them to a page, and I'll ask them for their zip code. They put in their zip code, and then a whole list of agencies of food pantries that are in and near near them will come up and they would just ideally find the one that is closest to where they live and then mm-hmm. find out their days and hours. I think we list their days and hours of service, has a phone number, has an address, has all the information they would need to be able to access food from that site. So because of social distancing, do people go to the food banks or are they delivered to the people? There's a combination, and we we call them food pantries. So we're a regional food bank, and then the food pantries are doing the direct assistance to individuals. So it depends on how the food pantry has restructured their operations. Some have actually closed right now, but not too many. Uh-huh. But they, some of them are doing a distribution where people call ahead of time, and then they have a bag ready for them, or they have certain hours for distribution and they they prepare the bags ahead of time and then someone takes it outside the facility and they meet people outside or they leave it on right outside the door people come up and they they grab it and they're all set some food pantries are doing some deliveries also it mm-hmm. really depends on their capacity their ability to do more and uh, you know there are there are situations now where people cannot leave their homes because they're quarantined. So right. I think food pantries are trying their best to be able to serve everybody they can and everybody who needs that help. But it really it varies from pantry to pantry. Okay. So, but there's a proliferation of them in in the capital region for our for our needs, right? Yeah, there's many. Okay. So the other question is, if you have the means to do so and you want to contribute or volunteer, what's available? Okay. So uh, you hit on our two needs. People ask, what do we need? We need two things right now. We need uh, we need financial support and volunteers. So for financial contributions, people can go to our website. makes it very easy, regionalfoodbank.net, and there's a Donate Now button, and they can click that and just follow the links, and they'll be all set. Or they can just cut a check, old-fashioned, and send it to Regional Food Bank. I'll give you the address. 965 Albany Shaker Road. And that's in Latham, L-A-T-H-A-M, New York, 12110. So that's how they can make financial donation. To volunteer, mm-hmm. we 
most for the most part our volunteer needs are to have people help sort and repack food in our warehouse so we get a lot of food donations that are good food but there is they're mixed in with some product that we can't distribute so maybe some product and damaged packaging or uh, produce that's yeah, most of it is good, but some of it is not, and we have to sort through that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and meat, same thing. So that's basically what we need volunteers for, to sort product and then repack it into different cases and then label it, weigh it, so we can get it into stock. Uh, and that's that's the big need that we have because uh, we've lost a lot of vol- volunteers because some people are hesitant to go out and all the groups that volunteer have can't come in as groups and uh, mm-hmm. and then we also have been limited by by requirement to have people use social distancing properly in our warehouse so mm-hmm. our the number of people we can accommodate at a time in our warehouse has gone from like 30 or more down to 10 so the the work is still there but the number of volunteers is is gone way down so we are have are now in the process of opening up a second warehouse where we will do most of our daytime sorting and repacking. And it's only about five mm-hmm. minutes from here. So if anybody is interested in volunteering, again, they can go to our website, regionalfoodbank.net, follow the tabs for volunteering, and it will have all all the information there about the different types of volunteer opportunities that are available. And then if you keep scrolling down, there's going to be uh, different opportunities. One would be to volunteer in the warehouse here during the day, uh, then another one warehouse here on evenings and weekends, and then another mm-hmm. tab would be for the new warehouse. And we actually ha- have a farm up in the hill town south of us, and we're gearing up for volunteers there. If people want to be a bit more outdoors or in a greenhouse and plant seeds, they can do that also. So everything will be listed there, and then you click that on that. It'll show the dates when we need that, that we're open and then how many volunteers we need on those dates. And then they can just sign up right there. Everything is right there. They can sign up, and they're on the schedule, and then they just have to show up, and we'll take care of them from there. And we will have proper social distancing and we'll have people clean in hands and we sanitize everything. We'll provide gloves and uh, face masks. So we'll have everything there that they need. So um, people can donate perishable and non-perishable, meaning like fruits and vegetables. They can do that. Yeah, we would not really encourage people to donate perishable product to us. Our food okay. comes from food food companies and very large scale. Uh, and people do food drives and they donate non-perishables to us. Okay. At this point in time, that's harder to do because people aren't gathering, so collecting these donations is not easy. And that's a small part mm-hmm. of our whole operation anyway. So the best way for people to help is with financial support and volunteering. Those are the two things we need the most by far. So when did you wake up and realize this was going to be a a really big crisis? 
Well, I think once we hit mid-March and then everything was kind of heading in that direction and indicating that that uh, things were going to be shut down, we began to realize that uh, this, this problem is going to impact more than people's health. It's going to impact their economic situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a scheduled in, on March 14th our annual mac and cheese bowl fundraiser. And mm-hmm. on that Monday, so that would have been, what, five days? That would have been on the 9th of March, I was actually interviewed by a local radio station to promote the Mac and Cheese Bowl and encourage uh, people to attend. And and our sales were already down a little bit because people were beginning to get concerned. But by Wednesday, so that was on Monday, I was promoting it on the radio, and by Wednesday it got canceled. So that's how fast things were moving. And then by Friday right. things were beginning to shut down, and it was clear that schools were going to shut down and I don't mm-hmm. think we knew about the businesses just yet, but there were some indications that was beginning to happen in other parts of the country. So we made arrangements on that Thursday or Friday to do a press event the following Monday. So that would have been the 16th to just, because the press was calling and everything and wanting to know what we were doing. And we were just trying to keep up with the news and keep up with everything and, and uh, who knew at that point in time what was going to be happening? Who, who knows now? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So we ha- we decided let's just do a press event. We can get the press in all in one place. We can talk about what we've been doing and what we expect to be doing moving forward. And so mm-hmm. I would say to your question, it was right around that time, mid-May, that we realized this is going to be bigger than we, than we thought and we, we're going to have to ramp things up and ramp things up quickly to mm-hmm. be there for people because people are going to be out of work and really struggling. So that's what we've been doing ever since. And we're still constantly modifying and, and uh, adjusting our operation to to make sure that so, we're there for the people who need us. So a lot of the children who depended on school lunches and breakfasts, um, would you say that the need is across the board, or do you think there's a certain age group that uh, needs it more? Well, the younger the child, the most vul- the more vulnerable they are. But any child needs to be properly nourished. So right. uh, it and it's difficult. I know schools have been required to still prepare meals and make them available, but it's not quite the same. When a kid's got to go to the school, they're there anyway. But delivering right. the meals is, or, or making them available in other ways is, you're just not going to get the participation. So either they're going to go without, or it's going to put even more stress on the families because now that's another meal in house they have to provide. Mm-hmm. And if they're already mm-hmm. uh, already on a limited income, that's just a- additional pressure. Well, it's a nightmare all the way around. So in our final final moments, Mark, give us the uh, details of how people can get food and how people can donate to your organization uh, so that people who need food will get it. 
Uh, sure. So if people need food, they can go to our website, which is regionalfoodbank.net, and just follow the Find Food tab. And if they just click on that, it will take them to another page that will ask them for their zip code. They put in their zip code, and then a list of food pantries in their area where they live will come up Mm -hmm. with all the information they need, contact information, address, days and hours of service. So they'll have everything they need to know to be able to get help from one of those organizations. In terms of... In terms, of, in terms of helping the food bank, there's two things we need, money and volunteers. To donate everything, you really go to our website. If you go to our website, it uh, for to make a financial donations, you'll see a Donate Now tab. You can donate online there, or you can cut a check and send it to Regional Food Bank, 965 Albany Shaker Road in Latham, mm-hmm. New York, 12110. And to volunteer, again, go to our website, follow the volunteer tab, and it will take you to all the information you need to know about volunteer opportunities and uh, days and hours that you were able to sign up to volunteer, and it will allow you then to actually sign up for a shift. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Thank you, Cynthia. Mark Quant, who is the director of the Regional Food Bank, and this is focused on Albany. And if you like this show, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks, Mark. You must be really stressed at this point. But you're oh, doing such a service. you're doing such a service for humanity. It's so important. Thank oh, you thank for you. what you're doing. And thank, thank you, you everybody for listening. Uh, everybody have a great day. Stay safe. Stay oh. healthy. Thank you. All right, Bye. goodbye. Thank you.